91.5 WBIM, welcome to the show that is the farthest reaching show in WBIM history. And please welcome, as usual, Mike Souza to my past, present, and future life. I'm Chris Grew, and we've got an excellent show lined up for you. You might be wondering, well, last week we talked about introductions. What are we going to talk about this week? Mike, you want to tell them? Sure. This week we are going to be talking about the past. Now, I do have a couple of interesting quotes about the past, and we'll be beginning every show with a sort of quote roundup of the topic before we get into the real nitty-gritty stuff. One's past is what one is, the only way by which people should be judged. Which I don't agree on. Oscar Wilde is the one who said that. Oh, I don't agree with that one at all. You have odds to pick with Oscar Wilde, and why is that? Because who doesn't have something in their past that they're ashamed of or that they're not proud of? And if that is what you're only going to base them on... That shouldn't be right. One other thing that I don't technically agree with on this quote is it, it's neglecting the future, that people can't reform themselves right. to ever be better. Right. I don't care what people say about that people can't change. People can change. Uh, I think people uh, can change to I some mean, degree. It, you can't change who you are as a person. Like, I think this quote applies to people who murder babies. It's true. That past is going to haunt you forever. Yeah, okay. But, but for the average normal thinking person, I don't agree with this quote. For... That extreme, maybe this quote, I would agree with this quote, but for the average person, I don't think this quote is correct. We are discussing the past today, so we're going to be talking about some childhood stories, and Mike, you are very excited about them, so... I like my stories. I'm going to let you go first. Really? All right. Yeah. Well, all right, the first one I got, it's called Pink Crutches. Oh, now, boy. Right away. That part yeah, like, that's what? good. That's All right. A- so I have fourth grade down here, but I'm pretty sure that's wrong. I think it was a little earlier than that. But in somewhere around fourth grade, my crutches, which were originally the blue ones that I originally had and were my main ones, broke in one way or another. I'm not sure how they broke, but I'm pretty sure well, they broke beyond use. Anyways. Oh, no. Anyways, I had to get rentals shipped to me, and the only rentals they could give me were pink crutches. They were the same type, <laughs> they were the same model, and same everything, but they were pink. And I, when I say pink, I don't just mean a tad pink. These were bright pink. These were Power Ranger these, pink. These were Power Ranger pink, absolutely. <laughs> and I was in middle school, uh, and yeah. I, I don't know if I didn't have my wheelchair, but I know I remember using them on, in the halls and in class And did day. anybody comment on this? Oh, like- I don't remember, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I got a few comments on my pink crutches that day. If Facebook existed in those days, it oh, would have been over. Been there would have been, been a Facebook group dedicated oh, to Mike Sue's pink crutches. I know it. Oh, mm. that's great. That it is wonderful. Wonderful. My first childhood story is about a childhood game that me, my brother, and sister used to do. Now, this is the part of the show where I'm a little bit worried because this show is going out all over the world. So I'm a little bit worried as to what craze the story might inspire (laughs) to those listening to it. What we used to do is at my house, there are basically two landings of stairs. Like you go down a little bit of stairs, there's a landing, and then another set of stairs, right? right? So you see how that goes? Okay. So basically what we used to do was we had one of those big 90s beanbag chairs Mm -hmm. that you sit in, Mm -hmm. right? We all used to get in the beanbag chair and slide down the stairs on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah, that's why I said I'm a little bit worried as to what craze this story might inspire. But we used to do it, and we had so much fun, and it was like a mini roller coaster ride for (laughs) four-year-olds. 
there were a couple times where I would hit like the outside of the door frame that was leading into my basement. Everybody laughs at this and thinks it's not true, but I swear to you, I sprained my ankle twice doing this. Like I couldn't even stand on it. And normally that wouldn't be an issue, especially today. But when I was doing my physical therapy, that was I couldn't even stand on it because of this huge beanbag chair. That's horrible. Now, I don't want to put a vision in anyone's head at this point in time, but imagine that at the top of our dorm. Just go down from the fourth floor, going down every single step. Sounds fun, but I just see it going bad very quickly. Yeah, but imagine if you had a huge beanbag chair that could accommodate that. Yeah. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. Oh, God. See, this is what I worry about, and people are going to hear this and be like, sounds like a good time, let's do it. Well, let's hope nobody has a big beanbag at their house. <laughs> if me and Mike were to create a quote right now, it'd be like, 90s equals us getting hurt or embarrassed. <laughs> Absolutely. In, in some way, Absolutely. at any time. Definitely. Now that we've examined childhood, we're going to talk about memory a little bit. And I have a couple of discussion questions that we're going to use to sort of poke our way into the area. Mike, would you like to ask a question regarding memory? All right, yeah, sure. All right, first one we got here is, would you like to have the perfect memory? Why or why not, and how would it change your life? I think I would try to avoid that, honestly. Having a perfect memory, I wouldn't want it. Yeah. I wouldn't want it just because it would make your bad memories so much more right, vivid. Right. On the flip side of it, though, it would make your good memories it would do. that make, much more. Right. Now, if we're looking at the scholars that before us, we discussed in the quotes, I think that they would want a perfect memory because they suggest that we learn from the past. Yeah. But I just think doing that would be much more horrifying Absolutely. if you get my if you get my drift. Yeah. How'd it change my life? How would it change your life, yep. I mean, like I said, it would just make the good, both good and bad memories more vivid, which to me would be an experience I wouldn't necessarily want. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I almost completely agree. Oh, I actually do completely agree with you. Almost completely you, you gave me this question a couple of days ago. My first reaction was, yes, absolutely, I would want a perfect memory. But then you brought up the bad memories, and I thought for a while about it a little more. And yeah, I think having perfect memory of all your bad memories would just I think it would just deteriorate you after a while you know yeah exactly just, I mean I would love to have a perfect memory of my good memories right like, yeah. like don't get me wrong that would be absolutely amazing but um I, I don't think I could deal with it in yeah, terms I of the bad definitely not it's something I wouldn't want to confront now you can do the next question if you could erase every one of your bad memories and live the present exactly as it is now would you do it of course I would I would, I would definitely do it. Yeah, um, I would say absolutely, except for in those weird situations where something bad turned into maybe even a small positive. Okay. So, you know so what, I mean? what would the filter do with those kinds of memories, I, don't I wonder? Know. I have no idea. I mean, that's something to think about is what exactly would that filter do? I don't know. But some bad things bring people closer together or... Or they, as, like we said, you learn from the past. Right, exactly. Or you just learn from it, which is very valuable so the so. negative part of this argument is that you wouldn't have the things that you learn right. from exactly you would just have the good exactly which I'm I'm very inspired by a guy by the name of Carl Pilkington who says he finds solace a positive part mm -hmm. in reveling in the bad things about life right. he says it makes you more alive because you learn from them yeah, now is I agree, that definitely you wouldn't want to have the perfectly positive memory then right i think that we as people need some of our bad memories to, oh, and it would all it also helps us from making mistakes in the future 
True. We wouldn't have learn. anything to learn exactly. from. We learned from that. So. Gosh, I can just imagine what would happen if, if, if they if, didn't if, have that barometer. If we always forgot our mistakes two seconds later, then we'd keep making the same mistake over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. I mean, some people do that even though they have. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We've seen that. But that's not what this, you know, study Unfortunately, one of them sometimes. Yeah, no, exactly. It happens to everybody, I think. Uh, yeah, it does. You make the, more, the same mistake more than once. The next section that we're talking about is related to a book called I Remember by Joe Brainerd that was released in 1970. Now, Joe Brainerd was sort of an abstract painter of the era. And while he was painting at his easel, he would just sort of think of specific memories that were happening at the time, and he would write them down. It could be as general or specific. He would just write down any memory that came to his mind, and he would begin them all with, I remember. Now, you have a couple examples of Joe Brainerd's I remembers over there, right? Yeah. Would you mind reading a couple of the appropriate ones? All right. Here's one that I kind of liked. I remember what I remember most about restaurants when I was very young. French fries, straws, and toothpicks. <laughs> so <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, no, it's true. That's Those are the things that you remember. It's the little details. And now what we have decided to do is to create our own I remembers based on Brainerd's model. Mm -hmm. I will lead off this one. I remember at my third birthday party, I wore a red fire hat that someone got me. It was at McDonald's. And I cried my brains out because I was afraid of clowns, and Ronald McDonald was there. <laughs> I remember being a clown for Halloween at a very time very close to my third birthday. That day, I lived my greatest fear. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Mike, you wrote some of your own. You want to share? I did. I remember when cheating referred to board games and eating a cookie before dinner. Not school tests and relationships. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. That is God, awesome. you got to post that I on Facebook, that please. I do. I, that should be a Facebook post. That's absolutely beautiful. Like, yeah. Oh man. It's so true. I'm going to tear days, up. The simple days, right? Yeah, I wouldn't even think of that. I remember thinking National Windbreaker Day would be a great idea because it would make the hallways so noisy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. It would also be great because I wear windbreakers every day. <laughs> yeah, It'd right. It'd be like I was I socially acceptable for a <laughs> yes, single absolutely. day in my I'm life. The most popular person. I remember throwing pops at people's feet in a parade to make them jump. <laughs> oh, you had God. to have done this. That's absolutely unbelievable. That's a great. That's <laughs> a great. My favorite thing to do. I remember the first email we ever got in our family AOL mailbox was a picture of a naked girl. I was shocked, and I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> that is very shocking at eight years yeah. old. Yeah. Oh, my God! I ran out of the room. I oh covered man. my eyes and, well, not ran, oh but I crawled as fast as you have ever seen I'm me sure crawl. You did. Well, you've seen me crawl fast. Yeah. Oh, I have. It was that fast. It's crazy. It was that fast. That's awesome. Do you have another one? I do. I remember not having a smartphone. I still remember that. I live it. Yes, you do live it. I have, I have not lived it for a few years now, and oh, I don't know how I survived. I don't know why you need one. Why do you need to have the internet 24-7, 24, seven, 24 hours a, a day, source. seven days a it's week? It's just a great source. It's a great source for what? For You got your music, you got your text, you got your internet, you got your phone calls, you got anything you... Now, do you need that all yes, the time? I do. Oh, we're going to be talking about inventions a little bit later. We're going to resume this, I swear. All right. I remember when I was very little, we used to look through the B book of the encyclopedia to look at all the different birds. 
I remember thinking the blue-footed booby was a funny name for a bird, but at the time I didn't know why. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you got another one for us? I do. Uh, I remember being excited for the ice cream truck. Oh, my God. I don't know if you had one. Yep, absolutely. Famous uh, song from the ice cream truck. I don't remember ever really getting one, to be honest. Really? Well, it requires that you run at full tilt. I don't oh, know how yeah. you caught up. It's I, all good. I think I've only seen an ice cream truck once to the point where I was actually able to get ice cream. I think it was at Nantasket Beach. Do you yeah. go over there? Yeah. Yeah. Beach is not the most accessible place oh, in the world. Oh, absolutely not. I remember not being able to do anything at the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good one. Absolutely. I remember when I was little, we had a parakeet named Chippy, and he was really rude. Chippy. Every time we let him out of his cage, he would go straight for the mirror. And I thought my sister was self-absorbed. That's awesome. That's awesome. I remember when the words, I hate you, meant I didn't get the snack and toy I wanted during the day. <laughs> oh, that's another good one you should post on Facebook someday. <laughs> you should really write some of these. You should keep doing this, Mike. You're quite no, good at it. It's pretty you're, fun. You're really quite good at it. I remember when my dad thought he saw a UFO outside. He described it as a darting beam of red light in the sky that made no noise. I'm pretty sure it was just an airplane. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. Uh, that really happened. That was a true story. He came running in and was like, there's a UFO outside, I swear. And I know it's a UFO because it made no noise. <laughs> oh, really? Because that the rationale That's the behind criteria, it. It's, yeah. it's not just a high-flying plane. Yeah. I remember a time I put a fake reserve sign on a nearby dining hall table. <laughs> I remember laughing when that idiot with the glasses read my sign and walked away. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, we put it on a nearby table and just watch as people would just look and go, oh, and just walk away. We even created like a full like cardboard sign that said, we're sorry, this table is reserved. Thank you. <laughs> That's so funny. That's such a good prank. Now we are going to move from memory into a discussion of historical conversation questions. What is the most significant event in history? I mean, the only one I can think of, I don't know why, but the most, like, one of the most famous wars comes to mind, like World War II. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I could definitely, that was on my thought process. Yeah. My most significant event in history would be the composition of the Old Testament Bible. Yeah, okay. That go. is the most significant <laughs> yeah. event in history. It has spawned wars both in the past and today still fighting over religion. Yeah, right. Whether you believe in it or not, it's still a cause for wars all over the globe and the composition of that started, in my opinion, yeah. anyway, with the Old Testament. Definitely. So when Absolutely. that was composed, I think that's the most epic historical event that has caused yeah. the most impact on our world today. Right. If you could have a drink with any dead person in history, language barriers aside, who would it be, why, and what is the very first thing you would ask them? Historical Jesus. <laughs> because we do know that he existed. Yeah. At the very least, it's in record that he existed. The first thing I would ask him is, I need help with these shelves. Do you know anything about that? <laughs> the shelves? He is a carpenter. Oh, yeah, okay. He okay. Need, I need help with these shelves. That would be the first thing I would ask him. Yeah. And then there would be a lot of other things that I would ask him, but I'm not sure I'm allowed to get into it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I would really like to have a drink with Jesus. Seems like a pretty cool dude, especially, like, teenage Jesus. Yeah. That's probably the Jesus that Definitely. I would like to talk to the most. What about you? Just because there's so much... I don't want to say controversy, but there's so much interesting things about this guy. I was thinking George Washington. 
Now, do you think he could have a drink because of the teeth? That well, that was one of the things I would with the ask him thing. What's up with the teeth? Give me a Poland spring, gentlemen. That? I need yeah. a Poland. I know, right? He probably loves scrambled eggs. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> I bet favorite food right there. Scrambled eggs, yogurt, <laughs> with the eggs, apple sometimes sauce. watermelon. Yeah, <laughs> the most and least significant invention ever. My least impactful invention: the frisbee. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Explain to me the need for a frisbee. It's like we have footballs, we have baseballs. Do you like things saucer shaped? Do you like them thrown? We yeah. have an invention for you. Yeah. It makes no sense. <laughs> All it is is about shape. So for me, the guy that invented the frisbee, it's an oversell. What's your most? The microchip, which was the invented microchip. in 1959 by Robert Noyce and Jack Kirby because it mm. inspired this board that we're running the show on. I mean, if we were working without the microchip, our show would just consist of us sitting on a box and yelling as loud as we could yeah. to people that could hear us. <laughs> and now we're podcasting all over the web, we're on YouTube and everywhere else. Yeah. Because no. of that single That's microchip, true. can you fill us with your mind and an answer? I've got the most significant events. First thing, I liked the telephone. We yeah. think about it. Correct. The telephone. You with everybody all over the world. No matter where somebody is, you can reach them with the telephone. Yeah, absolutely. You could have family on the other side of the world and you could reach them with the telephone. Shout out Alexander Graham Bell. Yeah. Exactly. Shout out to you. Exactly. No, I absolutely agree. And it's the beginning of the smartphone era, although more inspired by the microchip. It's right. more of a it's more of a fusing of our two inventions yeah. together. Yeah, there you is go. the smartphone. And your least significant invention. Do you know what I hated? The jacks. Never got into that. I think old timers tend not to like call them that, but I think <laughs> old timers tend to like jacks more than we do. Yeah. But yeah, I was never a fan of jacks, and maybe it was because it required a certain level of coordination. But I mean, in the younger days, before the microchip, before the smartphones, before the regular phones, jacks was it, man. Also was tiddlywinks. I actually enjoyed that game much better. Yeah. You, you ever play that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Tiddlywinks, much better invention than Jack's. Yeah, right, definitely. I would have to agree. But the Frisbee, still on the outs. If you enjoy Frisbee, you're going to have to sell it, because I don't believe it. <laughs> now, normally we wouldn't do this, but I think it's good. We'll just go right into shout-outs. How's that? Sounds good. All right, so my parents, who are probably listening to the digital formats of the show, people who are tuning into the podcast, the new listeners who are turning into the YouTube channels, yeah. Ricky Gervais, Emily, who has been listening to the podcast, and digital mediums and stuff yeah definitely especially the people who are listening to broadcasts yeah. gosh we mm -hmm. love you we love yeah, we you so do, much definitely mm -hmm. uh, i gotta give a shout out to my parents who are new listeners this week yeah absolutely give them my another grandmother one. my girlfriend who's listening every week now so she's definitely a supporter yes caitlin uh, we didn't talk yep. about you much today but we still no, love you. but sorry about still that. love you we still love you absolutely love you a lot if you have any comments about the show you know where to text them i'll get them <laughs> and i love reading them he steals my phone constantly. We talked a lot about the past. So what do you think you learned from this conversation we had today? I think I learned that I had a much more exciting past than I thought. I want to live your past someday. I would like to live yours too. Well, just basically the beanbag part. We can do that yeah. right now. <laughs> Provided there was some soft cushioning at the bottom. Yeah, we can try it. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I remember is that my memory is quite sharp. Because things would just come up as we were talking that I would yeah. never have thought about. Right. With the exception of yeah, exactly. through today. Thank you guys so much for listening to our show. We investigated the past. We hope that you uh, listen again in the future. And we love that you listened in the present.